Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello, how are you? If you're enjoying these podcasts, I'm very grateful. If you're telling other people online or in your actual lives about this podcast, then an even bigger, I'm very grateful. And if you can afford to bung me a few quid a month in exchange for cool stuff, like outtakes, guest recipes, special episodes, the chance to kill me, and discount tickets to live shows, then please do go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod if you're already doing that my patrons then you get a i'm very grateful that was the biggest one i've got enough guff let's introduce this week's guest we are in the canvas cafe in uh, shoreditch a vegan cafe with one of the queens of podcasting from the mighty standard issue it's the lush mickey noonan mickey makes me laugh so much i snort sorry for that she teaches us all about fertling gipping and snack ham These are real things. They're just northern things. And you have to listen to the end of this one because it's not until then that we both share a series of stories that one-up each other's stories. And my sweet baby Lady Lord is her winning story at the very end. A doozy. You're in for a treat. That is the journal of fear and what I've started doing with broadcast because the thing is when it's written yeah. you can remember enough to still make a piece a lot exactly. of the time. Yes. But going off and doing interviews now 
my nightmare is this hasn't recorded. Yeah. So what I do is I don't check until I desperately need it. Yeah. Because I don't want to check <laughs> immediately and find that that hasn't recorded. I just so put true. it back in the machine and ignore it until I have no choice but to find out whether it recorded or not. Sensible. It feels like um, it feels like when you wear so we're wearing lapel mics and we're in the canvas, which is a cafe and creative venue in Dalston. How creative are you feeling? I think. Well, I don't, lane, so to be I'm honest, like... having set up these lapel mics all by myself. All I've... by myself. <laughs> I, oh, it. It. Um, I feel like I've won feminism and I don't need to do anything creative. Also, when I have a day where I've been creative, do you get this? I feel like I have really achieved. Yeah, and I get And if I've tired. just been administrative, I feel, oh well, I'm glad that was out of the way. Yeah, it's definitely like just a, a tick list of admin, whereas creativity. But well, can like, we just go oh, back to I how think you? I might be a wizard. How you fix feminism? Sorry, I'm intrigued. Oh no, I mean, I the just only thing that's happened is women have been missing lapel mics. Yeah. Is that all we needed? Yes. Amazing. First, we did need the votes, and I won't pretend to have had a hand in that. But how quick it would have been if they'd had lapel mics before they got yeah. the vote? Oh, I mean, we might not have needed to bother with the vote. If we could be heard in, you know, audibly in slightly noisy cafes, who gives a shit who's leading us? Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the matriarchy. No, I've no, done it. Do that. it That's too wrong. far and ruined it. So we're in this lovely. Um, I mean, it's a trendy wankers vegan cafe, isn't it? But There's it's scribbles all over delicious. the wall. Just scribbles all over the wall. It looks like my bedroom as a child. Do you know what it's reminded me of? Um, in one of my first ever therapy sessions, she um, she would regularly say, "But did you have a happy childhood?" And I'd go, "Yeah, really happy, yeah." Um, and then once she said, about probably about six months, she went, "Describe your childhood bedroom for me, then." And I was like, "Oh well, I'd drawn all over the walls." <laughs> I'd drawn and written all over the walls and then started to pick off, like, pick off bits of the <laughs> My Little Pony wallpaper because I hated it and then, like, just splashed paint all over it. And then, because I was ashamed of how disgusting that looked and my member of my grandma was very upset the first time she saw what I'd done to my walls, but my parents didn't care. I put Man United posters out of Smash Hits magazine <laughs> and other band posters all over the that. And she was like... And did you see it? a happy childhood? And I was like, oh. Yeah. Then I invented the Slender Man. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. Very creative. I'm fine. Yeah. Look how fine I am. The fear that um, was in my eyes while Jess was telling me that story doesn't really come across on a podcast. No. But I've inched closer to the door. <laughs> She has sat. Mickey did get here first, and she has sat right by the door. She trusted that this wasn't going to be the most brilliant conversation. Um, Shall I order for us? Because I've got that fizzy tum where I'm really hungry. Oh, I've got IBS. It's a constant. Okay, great. Constantly hungry. So you're going for Mexican cauliflower steak, sourdough sandwich, and hand-cut sweet potato chips. Yeah, I wish there was more description in that title. I do. Oh, luckily there's a bit more underneath. Uh Marinated and slow-roasted cauliflower steak served with guacamole, fresh coriander, and chili sauce brackets GF option what's GF option mean food gluten free oh okay welcome to Shoreditch <laughs> do you need that option nah no okay let's have some nah. delicious gluten I it's love not gluten. good for me but it is lovely I don't know that it's oh is it specifically not good for you because of the aforementioned <laughs> no, ideas yes yeah 
Aforementioned and will be mentioned again, IBS. Oh, please, bring yeah. it on. I want maximum mentioning of the IBS. Maybe I can take the mini uh, mic into the toilet with me and you can get oh, full disclosure, which is what I call outtakes going for a shit. outtakes. <laughs> full disclosure. <laughs> I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before, but um, my father-in-law is a military man. I wouldn't call him a humorous man, per se, a very serious and sensible man. Lovely, yeah. but, you know, just really organised and stuff. Um, but he did the most funniest thing I've ever heard. In that we sent him uh, a video of my toddler, Rudy, saying he's just been on the potty. And we were like, what have you done? He's like, I did a wee-wee. And he's bragging about having done a wee on the potty. And I went, anything else? I went, that is in the poo, like that. So funny, sweet video. And um uh, Brian, my father-in-law, replied and said, news from the front and from the back. <laughs> it's very fun. It's a proper very joke. A pr- um, it's a proper joke. Do you remember joke? Brian, stop being funnier than me. Um, I'm what are you gonna, having, Des? I'm going to get the full English, which is sage and marjoram sausages, tofu scramble, pan-fried potatoes, herb beans, spinach and sourdough toast. And on that note, Bingo, I'm, I'm going to drop the lapel mic <laughs> and, go, <laughs> and go and order it. It was a breakfast worthy of a lapel mic drop, yeah. So Jess has gone um, to order our breakfast, and I feel like I've been hot mic'd, because she has indeed left me with a lapel mic, uh, just for, you know, for any knowledge that you might want. I have already spilled coffee down me, which is an excellent start today. Oh, she's coming back, I'm going to stop. What were you saying? Oh my gosh, they've run out of cauliflower. What? I know. They've run out of cauliflower? Who knew there was a cauliflower shortage? Shortage, the famous shortage cauliflower drought. Yeah. I bet it was Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I bet that's who did it. Um, oh. Let's do the jackfruit then. Yeah. Shall I read it out? Jackfruit, please. Yeah, read it out. Oh, I um, Jess is having a fertile, so um, I'm going to have fertile. <laughs> fertile, a pulled jackfruit sourdough sandwich and sweet potato chips. And just in case anyone is worried, yeah. no pigs were harmed in the making of this gorgeous version of a pulled pork sandwich. Five second rule: Yes or no. It depends where I am. Okay. In my own house. Right. I mean, count as many seconds as you want. If I'm You're hungry, I'm going to eat it. Are you a pet owner, though? I am a pet owner. Yeah. But he, he lies what? on my face. A cat, isn't it? It is a cat, yeah. What's his name? Clarky Cat. Clarky Cat. Yeah. Um, did you ever see Brass Eye? Yes. So the drugs episode. <gasps> and he's like, have you got any Clarky Cat? What my oh cat's my named after. God. <laughs> oh, and so if you ever have another one, you have to call it Cake. Or Boz Boz. <laughs> Clarky Cat and Bosbos. <laughs> Clarky Cat I mean, and Bosbos. Clarky's not going to stand for that. My favourite. I did love the drugs episode. My favourite was the paedophile special. So good. Virginia the outrage. Davis. The outrage when they caused. didn't fancy his kids. Oh, oh and also the outrage when you didn't fancy your kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a bit in it where there's a paedophile disguised himself as a school. <laughs> moving towards and children. thought it was a proper documentary. Exactly. Can you believe what that people thought that people? was a real thing? And Julia Davis in it said... Of the paedophile disguised as a school. If you see him, phone us up. We want to catch him because he really is a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Clarky, I guess what you're saying is there is pet hair and stuff yeah. around. 
Yeah, but like I say, he lies on my face and yeah. he, he washes my hair, gives me a little massage. What? Yeah. Because his paws in your hair as you're washing it. Yeah. And this like, is beautiful. Every night when I have a wash before bed, because you know, hygiene guys, it's yeah. important. Um, he sits on the toilet seat and as I put my head down, he gets his paws and gives me like a little head massage and oh, sort of yes. chews my hair a bit. So, you, you, I mean, it sounds like you'd probably eat out of his mouth. <laughs> let alone off his face. I don't know that it stands for that. Really? There's got to be a line, I think. That's, and that is that See, is cat it. would draw it before you me, to be honest. You can love a cat too much. You didn't tell me it was going to be this, like... <laughs> I'm not about the legal issues. <laughs> Marry um, my cat. Um, I can't remember if you're vegetarian or what your... What your uh, have you got, like, a, a label um, what you do and don't eat? Not for this. No. Um, I am, no, not a vegetarian. Om- I try, omnivorous. I'm omnivorous. Yeah. And I try hard at the moment, to, well, I've been trying to cut down my meat consumption. Right. But then, if I'm angry, I crave meat. Really? This is and, fascinating. And at PMT time, <gasps> I crave meat. Meat o'clock. Meat o'clock. Yeah, meat o'clock, yeah. When I was pregnant with my son, I craved meat and I ate meat. I really? craved bloody steaks. Like proper, like, cow. Yeah, Just I think it's, cow. it's a hormone-led rage and or emotional heightened state. Yeah, God, what do you, you do when you're it. hungry? You can't be hungry for some tofu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to eat some scrambled tofu and I'm very excited. Um, I think you can train yourself to be hungry for some tofu. But <laughs> Jessica Fostercute is hungry for tofu. Hungry for tofu, yes. Do you know what? Actually, that's so funny. So, I mean, hunger is a real thing, I would argue. Would yep. you be down with that? Absolutely. Um, I don't want to eat something that it would feel aggressive or cathartic to eat. I just want to eat during hanger time. And oh, actually okay. if anything it's sugar, it's blood sugar. I need something I need some sugar. If I if I have a nap in the day I wake up and I think I'm starving and it's a blood it's a big blood sugar dip even if I nap straight after a whole massive lunch. Yeah, you wake up immediately craving immediately sugar. Starving but specifically for something really sugary. PMT time. Yeah. Sugar, salt. You're making it sound so sweet. <laughs> PMT time. Do you think maybe PM Dawn went through all of the times before they decided? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be. What about PMT time? No. It's got other connotations. Oh, oh yeah. Um, slight tangent. I was having period issues yeah. and I needed to go on a different pill. And I was feeling very, very down before my period, like really down a couple of weeks before my period. And I went to a doctor and he was a male doctor. And I said, look, I think stuff needs sorting out. I've suffered from depression before. I think that I've read about the mini pill. Apparently that can really sort of level stuff out. And he said to me, in all seriousness, he said, there is something that some women get before their period. And I was like, oh, really? What? What?" And he went, it's called PMT. And I was like, yeah, no. Oh, my God. Please. So mentally, I slammed his nuts in a drawer. He seriously yeah. mansplained to you that there's a thing in the universe called PMT. Yep. How regularly do you think he's visited by amoebas who've never <laughs> heard of that? I know, right? Like, yeah. Oh, he wow. He wasn't even a locum, he was a proper doctor. A real life doctor. A real life doctor. Um, did they change it though in the end? Uh, three doctors later. Three doctors later. Let's ask about that then. Do you reckon any pills you've ever been on have affected your appetite and all things that you do or don't want to eat? I suppose if, if actually, if when you're angry, if 
when you're angry you crave meat, then that might cover But that. it's really, it's sort of processed meat, right. like snack sausages. ham. Sausages. What's snack ham? Just ham that you snack on. On a luncheon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, would be the second time I've ever used a lapel mic that someone makes me snort. <laughs> Just the ham that you smack on. Did you think there was like a ham. section in the refrigerator? Yeah, I thought you? I was. I'm, I'm no ham genius. I'm not okay. a ham specialist. I thought you maybe it meant a special cut or a type of how it was cured called snack ham. Or perhaps you meant like Billy the square tower of ham in a lunchable. What's Billy sausage? You never seen Billy sausage? No. It's like a little luncheon meat Billy Bear. And he's oh. Billy Bear sausage. He's in the shape of a bear face. And he oh, has disgusting. Yeah. Brown bits and it's white got, like, bits. Different coloured spam. Right. To make up his face. I, that said, that makes me really. Ugh. You did a shiver. Yeah, I'm not into that. Have you eaten a bit of bear? here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? If it was a life size bear. Billy Bear's a vegan cafe, you're not welcome. A life size Billy Bear. That makes me sick. <laughs> but, oh, Sorry, Jess. I'm not spam. I'm not spam. I used to eat Billy Bear quite a lot. Would you fry it? Do you just have it? You just eat it cold as a snack. Snack yeah, ham. Yeah, snack ham. I love salt. So oh, like, salt is the best I'd very thing. happily sometimes just get a packet of ham and eat a packet of ham. Corned beef, would you do that with? I do like corned beef. I'm northern, so corned beef hash was a big thing growing up. You said it. Love a bit of corned beef. Don't dare send me abuse, northerners. <laughs> the northerner said the northerner was a fan of the tinned meat. Yeah. Not this yeah, southern. absolutely. And when I was little, my mum and I were really poor. Poor as church mice, Mick, is what she used to say. And she went through a phase <laughs> of... Um, she would get like tins that were cheaper because they didn't have any labels on. Yeah. So we'd have what she calls surprise tea. Um, so it was just tins with like any labels on. But you always knew when it was corned beef. And anything else, you were happy just to keep the mystery alive until yeah. months after. A pair of edible knickers once. <laughs> what? Yeah, she just pulled them out and she was like, oh. Um. <gasps> so aside from labelless tins, talk to me about food growing up. Yeah, I have quite an odd relationship with food and have always done so and I think it is because of the way Anne, my mum, would eat and also I was quite a fat kid and I got really teased for it. Right. And so my mum was always on a diet, always on a diet and also I was a latchkey kid from when I was about eight. Did you bring your violin with you, by the way? (laughs) 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 Nothing phases me. All right, okay, good. Um... And when you say your mum was always on a diet, was she, was she? Did she even even need to be? No, no. It's no. just that thing. I mean, of, she's fine in that football, cycle, but yeah, right. she's but just into that in that cycle of constant, constantly yeah. trying the latest. Yeah, and just she always wanted to be half a stone skinnier than she oh. was. So that's. Um, but I was a latchkey kid as well. So I, from about eight, I would let myself in. Right. And so I think that's where the snack came in. I've never heard that in. phrase before. Really? Kids. I was one. I but I've I never heard, heard the phrase. Coming. It just means you got your own key. Did or you, you just call it key. unwanted? I was yeah. unwanted. Lonely. Lonely. <laughs> I used to brag about it until I was about 15, I'd say. I was just always, I've just always been very mature. And now you look back and go, lonely. Yeah. Yeah, lonely. <laughs> oh, not lonely, but independent before your time. I spent yeah. a lot of time 
alone. But does that just mean you let yourself in? Maybe yes. you walk to school, walk, walk, come walk up to school, let yourself in, and make your own day. Yeah. 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 So I used to be quite inventive, but I wow. got an incredibly sweet tooth. But I'd be like, I'd get like the, oh, what do I want for my tea? Mum's put something in there, but I'm like, I'm going to have a bit of apple strudel with some whippy cream on it. And then sometimes I'd just make like a, a jug full of buttercream and eat that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How do you make buttercream? Uh, it's just butter and icing sugar, mate. Oh, yes. And then some hard elbow work with a with a, bit a fork, of graft. With a graft. You've almost earned it, though. Totally you? earned By the time it. You've made that. You've it's earned negative it. calories. It's very like celery. Celery buttercream. <laughs> <laughs> How about what? My God, can you imagine if you dipped your celery in the buttercream? I just was thinking about you've that. Bet you waste away. Yeah. Oh my God, this is. Oh all my, look at this. Look at that. That yes. is ridiculous. I've got a mound wow. of food. Yes, please. Thank you. Whoa. Oh, my God. Thanks so much. And Mama, take a picture, please. Yeah, go for it. Ooh. Jesus Christ. This has made me really happy. Shit. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. What did you think about the tofu? Um... I'm not sure. Right. It looks like it looks like sad egg. I'm not going to lie to it you. It doesn't replace an egg. I think it's very different to an egg. Yeah. Mm. But why are they trying to do egg-like things with it? Um, to to replace the protein that egg would give you in a fry-up, I assume. But also, why that's lovely, I think, is a is because it's got stuff that you'd never put in an egg. So they they. There's turmeric in there, and you can see some paprika and some chili and some chives. Who's bothering that with their eggs? That's true. You don't need to because you've got the lovely creaminess of an egg. Are you an egg fan? I am an egg fan. Yeah. Eggs are basically science that we eat. Edible Isn't science. It yeah. Yes. I'm a big baker. I like baking. I so eggs are magic, aren't they? Yeah, they are pretty magic. As um, well as delicious. Well. Oh, once I did crack one that had gone off, and that was the worst thing I've ever smelled in my life. Oh, God. But I have never smelled a corpse. Okay, well, it's good to know. Because mm. uh, we were wondering what to do after this, so maybe we can nip, nip somewhere and sort that out. To be fair, we're in Shoreditch. There's probably a taxidermist that we can go and get a lesson in within five steps. Yeah, we're it's all vegan, vegan restaurants and taxidermy classes. Have we seen bad taxidermy? Taxidermy. Yeah. Oh uh, dear. It's so funny. Is that like an Instagram account or something? There is some like hashtags on Instagram. Really? Kimmy Pritchard McLean's a big taxidermy She fan. is, yeah. So, but she does some of the prime examples of taxidermy gone wrong. She shares. <laughs> Perfect. And it's horrific yet hilarious. Imagine oh, your much loved family pets. Oh god. Terrifying. I yeah, I was making meant it to terrifying. Have just put this. I've just put my whole finger in there. Yeah, well, that's what I did, but it does yeah. seem... I mean, naughty, it seems naughty. With the five-second rule... i put my whole finger in the salt pot, I should explain why. Yeah. The five-second rule, like I said, in my own house, that's fine. So you wouldn't eat off the floor in here? No, mate. Um, fair enough. I would think you? that's valid. Would you I mean, eat? it depends when it was I dropped, if I'm honest. It would depend. I've once... The I've last once... mouthful of your favourite bit of your dinner. Yeah, I'd eat it off the floor. Okay, fine. I'd lick it off the floor. The last mouthful of my favourite bit of my dinner. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm likely to also really enjoy that. That man over there has just dropped something. No. Okay. Okay, yeah, I've just no. seen where the line was. I did have a look at him though, and if he looked friendly, I might have said yes. I think he can hear us, he just put his earphones. Great, good one. Great one. 
I mean, if there's one thing people in a cafe love, it's other people talking about them. Absolutely. So, mm. do you eat off the floor at home? Um, yeah, well, it, again, it depends what it is, but once it, it was... Um, it was the last glass of a bottle of port that I was amazing, and um, it got kicked over, and I sucked it out of an ancient rug. Okay, it's weird that I feel so strange about eating off a cafe floor when I've sniffed poppers off grass. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we dropped them. <laughs> Do they still work? Yeah, you get that whole three-second head rush and a massive oh, headache. That's horrible, right? Really? It's like really intense. There's a spit march and then it's gone and then it's a headache. Yeah, absolutely. Shittest drug of all time. Yeah, I did them upside down from a bong once. <laughs> three-second high, four-hour headache. Hello, just interrupting my own actual self to see if you might like to come, please, to my first ever live show. It's in Manchester at lunchtime on the 6th of October as part of the ManchesterPodcastFestival.com. It's going to be amazing. I've got guests from Bake Off, Coronation Street and the sick, brilliant serial killer podcast, All Killer, No Filler. Come to it. Bring a picnic. Let's eat and laugh it all up. All the details are online. ManchesterPodcastFestival.com. Thanks. Sorry for being annoying. Here's the podcast back again. Mmm, yum in my tongue. I don't like beans. I was always funny about tomato sauce, ketchup, really? which is like most kids really love it. And I what hate ketchup, still hate, no one eat them. You wouldn't eat these now. Do you know what it is? It's not the bean itself. Yeah. It's the bean juice. Yes, okay. I couldn't even wash a plate. If, if bean juice has been on a plate, someone's going to have to rinse that bad boy. It makes me gippy. Mm. Gippy. Yeah. Tell me what gippy means. Like I'm going to gip, like I'm going to be sick. Okay, so gip, gip is gip northern for rich. I don't know, it's in my vocabulary, so let's say yes. Um, Does it mean like to actually be sick or to just do that mm-hmm. bit? Both. Right. It's very versatile. Right. I like boking, basically. Boking? Yeah. What's that? Well, that's a red boking brilliant Um, boking and woking so when my mum was around like at the weekend for a treat because I didn't see her in the week we go to Asda and we buy a lot of stuff from the deli counter because that was a new concept when I was little at the deli counter and then we'd go and put the fire on, put a film on, and we'd have a picnic tea in front of the fire. Yeah. And so that's why I'm a Sherzy's person. I'm very much pick and mix eater. Nice. Excellent. Um, I was too hungry before we started this to concentrate enough on asking you things. How's it going down? Mm. Too well. I think I might acquire some sauce for these potatoes. Mm, they look a bit dry, maybe. Yeah. Um, you talked to me about um, craving meat when you're angry, but have you ever had any other, like, enormous emotional reaction to food? Or has a meal ever given you? Or been memorable? Perhaps emotions is a bit much. bit much. Didn't much have emotions. No one told me there was going to be emotional chat. Um, I guess the picnics with my mum really yeah. stand out as quality time that is with really that amazing wicked. woman, which is really sweet. Um, but like a brilliant New York cheesecake in New York. Oh, amazing. Wow. That was really good. 
and when I'm sad, which has happened on and off over the course of my life, yeah. I kind of go off food. Oh, really? Yeah, I, like, I've always had like body issues and stuff as well. So it's a thing I can control. Yeah. I can control that, whether I eat it or not. But so there's not, it's not one of the things that you'd go to for comfort then, the mm-hmm. time of sadness. But because it certain is, you completely things. shut it off. No, just certain things, and I'll just sort of, like, I lived on, literally lived on pick and mix for six months when I was sad once, that's all I ate. Really? I went through a phase of where I'd have to do three exercise classes a day before I'd allow myself a salad sandwich oh. on granary bread, I'm not a monster. Um, <laughs> And then, like, I just... My food is snacks, unless I go out yeah. and eat a meal. Because I live on my own. Yeah. I just... I don't have breakfast, dinner and tea. No. Although no, I like all of them. Every, you eat when you're hungry. But I eat the same... Everything basically comes on a cracker. Yeah. I have a, six different varieties of cracker in my cupboard. Oh, tell me about them. Yeah. So I've got these, like, rice cakey things, which I quite like. Because they're bland. They're just basically a vehicle for butter. Yeah. Which is good. Or cream cheese, right? We're not into that. Butter and cream cheese. Oh. Big butter fan. Big yes, butter fan. Queen. <laughs> Love it. Uh, proper butter with salt, sea salt in it. Mm, crystals sometimes. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh yeah. yeah. I'm gonna pay out. I'm gonna shout out for the good stuff there. It's oh. like crack. It's like dairy crack. And so my one of my favourites. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh. uh, I'll sniff that off the grass. Yeah. It's a really Salty greasy face. Off the grass. Um, so a rice cake, the vehicle, with yeah. a, a thick layer of butter. Amazing. Then a layer of peanut butter mm. and then a drizzle of honey. Mmm. Fucking yes. yeah. it's amazing. So what I'll do when I'm sad is that's all I eat. And so right. I'll just like, oh, I'm a bit peckish. I need to eat something. Yeah. I'll make one of them. And it just becomes like a routine. So it's not that I turn away from comfort food. I just pick one and really go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it keeps it simple, I think, isn't it? There's yeah. lots of things that I feel like um, have come up as being things that I'd never thought about that it's turned out through doing this podcast feel like they, they're actually quite um, common, not universal, but far more common than I'd have expected. And one of those, I think, is the comfort in, um, in, in a reduction of or a complete whittling down of choice, which that sounds like a great yeah. example of. Like, not choice, but like if you, you, what you're doing there is taking the stress of decisions on top of everything else that you're going through at certain times. And there, there's certain, there's, I suppose some people have been like, no, I really, I would love to have what I have to eat totally prescribed, perhaps by technology in the future. You know, like they the need machine the pill. New York. Yeah, but like, oh, I don't know if they meant that they take away the joy of the chewing and the yeah. swallowing and the taste, but actually, in terms of. Because I. So, what do you think about this? I think there's. Um, I can't make my mind up whether or not I would like a future which surely will happen where there's the technology to know your exact. Not just body, physical requirements, entirely unique to you, I mean, but also in terms of what's going on with mental health, hormones, everything. That gave you exactly what you needed for each meal or for each snack or however it is you want to eat, and that's something I want to say off the back of when you were saying how you eat when you're sad. Is that's um, it's arguably a very very healthy way to eat is to have a small thing every couple of hours. Yeah, not if it's a tiny thing and actually you're starving. But if you are actually meeting your hunger and stopping when you're full, isn't that the fucking dream that the yeah, vast majority so. of people have lost touch with? 
I mean, obviously, that you'd want a bit more variety in there than the, the butter, nuts, and honey. Why? <laughs> I don't see your point. Minerals. Oh, okay. And vitamins. There's minerals in honey, right? Yeah, it's true. If you balanced a little vitamin tablet tower on top of that cracker mountain, you'd just have a barocca for the yeah. side. A barocca sprinkle, just snort the barocca up off the grass. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way I can take drugs now. I have to just sprinkle them on some grass and snort them. But would you like that? Would you like that little choice where someone, where not someone, I suppose? Yeah, you wouldn't. No, no. I shut my head, which is always great yeah. for a podcast. Um, no, because. Part of the joy is sometimes I think I know what I want, and then yeah. I look in the fridge and I go, I forgot I had snack ham, get in my face. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes I surprise myself by, that's easy, that's what I think I want. Yeah. And actually, the joy is, I forgot that I bought that bag of spinach, I can just eat like crisps, or I bought some crisps that I can just eat like spinach. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? Like, I think, I, I can't make my mind up about it because... Obviously, I suppose your answer is just going to be different depending on what's going on with you at the time. I like that it would be a societal equaliser because you'd hope if that was the case then no one would ever go hungry or live in poverty or have to have surprise teas from the food bank or whatever. That's that's lovely. So I'd say yes for, for the many, but I think it would take away some of the delight that comes from going, what can I make from this? Yeah. No, but also it's going to be a it's a creativity vortex. It will be quite. It, is, it's, uh, it, it takes away power from you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's taking away creativity. It's taking away power. It makes but ultimately, admin. there'd be no disordered eating, or would there? Because you're constantly because you've switched off all that bits of you that come with choice and stuff. And someone somewhere would have to be deciding what went in that, even if it was an algorithm that was yeah. invented by a human. So what if actually what we understand of nutrition changes since that first gets put in? And also, we're always discovering new things that are cooked and new flavour combinations yeah, and new foods in the world. What, I don't even know if it's what definitely it? a fruit. Mmm, delicious. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So Jess has just put ketchup all over her food. 
and I consider that the devil's period. It's just horrific. I know I'm, I'm outnumbered, <laughs> but oh God, I'm so excited to listen back to this. So excited to listen back to this naughtiness. I wonder what you have better not been slapping me. <laughs> what is it? Have you ever had a food fight? Yes, but like quite a safe food fight. Okay. As in, it was That's a right. popcorn fight in a cinema in Canada. Nice. Yeah, my, my mum was dating a com- uh, Canadian, which right. was, you know, useful. I thought you were going to say comedian then. I was about to go, no. No, I, she left that to me and <laughs> agreed with your response. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a muggle now. He's lovely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she thought it'd be really funny. to He'd taken his shoes off, so she filled them with popcorn when he wasn't looking. What? So then he did laugh and then he tipped them all over her head and then us kids got involved and we just had a massive popcorn fight in the cinema. Brilliant. It was fun, it was really fun. Possibly not for the other patrons or the people have to clean the cinema. I think it depends if it was some sweet and sticky. If it was salty, I don't think I'd mind a bit of popcorn on me. I've it just will come have back been from a sweet and salty. Mixed together. Mm. Yeah. There's no other way. Absolutely. get guilt because you say obviously that you're vegan-ish yeah so you've accepted that you're not fully vegan yes Jess has joined me in the spillage I've just dropped a bean right on my tuppence bean on the bean my mum called one of our cats tuppence and I got picked on (laughs) (laughs) picked on royally at school for that or she can't call vagina yeah vagina the cat (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's my absolute favourite word for a vagina. Idea of calling a cat it. Super. I love what we were talking about. Uh, oh, do I feel yeah, guilt? So, I... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, go on, yeah. You do? I'd say, yeah. I mean, I think... Um, I've been doing various bits of work on the emotions attached to eating over the last... By work, I mean, I've been having lots of conversations with my therapist and trying to to be more connected to what I eat and how I feel when I eat, etc, etc, etc. And trying to... She'll go to for every emotion, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, every single emotion, including mild relief. But I don't mean it's my go-to. It's all right, that's what the British do with alcohol. Yes, yeah, exactly. Doing it with food. I know, but it's not. Um, it's I don't. A, a part of it also is letting go of diet culture completely, which means, and that is an ongoing battle to not listen to the voice that I wake up with still most days that. It's very, very hidden under lots and lots of layers. I've quietened it down to a whisper. But it's fucking Apart pernicious. Apart from when I'm in a bad place. Yeah, what the voice when you wake yeah. up goes, if you eat fuck all today, that's a good day. Absolutely. And it is so, you go, okay, I'm a feminist. I believe women should be able to look what, however they want, do whatever they want with their bodies. We shouldn't have to conform to this bullshit. Who the fuck came up with the idea of what a beautiful woman looks like or what a woman's body should look like? And yet we are so socially conditioned that I'm always, and I'm size 10, tall, but always like, I should be skinnier, I should be skinnier. And it's like, it's just fucks. always there. I also don't know anyone who doesn't have that dysmorphia, no. and it is dysmorphia. But like you say, even when you get to the point of your feminism where 
I regularly look at women in big bodies and think, fit. Mm. Like, honestly, don't have any fat shame left in me for others. I, 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 I think I have a relatively sensible kind of handle on extremes, I think, in terms of I want people to be well. Yes. Um, but I can see real beauty in the tiny and the huge. But I, it, I'm on it. I'm on the case. It's better than it's ever been really. Before. And what, I can look at myself it? now at therapy. Yeah. But what have you discovered in therapy? Basically, how do I not have to take the therapy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm my only... Um, I will talk about it happily, and I love talking about it, but my only fear is that if anybody's listening who has any serious <laughs> disordered eating, or has any disordered eating, that this doesn't count, I am not a qualified therapist. I, all I will, I will, from the off, say it, I can't fucking recommend talking about it enough in therapy. Anyone who's ever had any issues. It's the fucking best compared to any... That and I've got a personal trainer. What a prick. But who is so cool. The personal trainer's yeah. not the prick. No, you're I'm the prick, prick for, for having, having one. one. Okay. She's hey, you're a single mum of a six three-year-old. And this is why she's awesome. First day of the session with her, I was so nervous. And she went... And bearing in mind, she's like an avatar. Tall, skinny, stunning, strong. You know... She said, do you want to know how you get a bikini body? And I went, I don't know. And she went, put a bikini on, mate. Oh! oh. Can we high Yeah. High yes. 10. High 10. To Rosie, my amazing PT. So I think a mixture of her and also an honest conversation with her where I said, I can't, I don't want to do any of the food stuff you'd normally do with someone. I don't want to do food diaries for you. I don't want to talk about protein shakes. I don't want to look at measuring my fat and muscle this that the other I'm not interested in that and observing myself in that way and it I know that that makes me very very low when I start monitoring or counting any of those things and I would to, to try and put it in a succinct helpful summary of what I've got from therapy and also from some brilliant other podcasts there's a podcast called Food Psych that's amazing there's another one called Life Restricted I and just the, in the broadest sense, just try to eat intuitively. Okay. So it just means you take more time. Trying to eat ethically is hard because I wonder whether being veganish, etc., any of those things count as a yeah. type of restriction. It's a, of course it does. You're putting some rules around you. So that's one of the reasons why I've loosened the reins on that quite a bit. So say if I really wanted a bacon sandwich, I would have one. Also, I know personally I don't work very well with absolute rules. Like, I couldn't give up smoking. I had to say I'm not smoking today for a few years until I turned out I'd give up, that kind of thing. Well, that's good that you know yourself well enough to mm. do that. With the food stuff, with wanting to get a really good handle on it. Yeah. Were you wary of that more because Rudy will look to you? Yeah. Yeah. Rudy looking to me, but I think actually the real kicker was if I'm going to do a podcast about eating, you've got to be working on your shit so that you can't, you can, I don't know, I, I don't know, I, I feel a responsibility I suppose, not yeah. to be, well, I, the idea that I could have a, I wouldn't, I would anything that led anyone down a bad like encourage there are podcasts apparently there are podcasts fucking bleak but apparently there are podcasts that basically 
glamorising, glorified sort of music. Oh yeah, well that's and totally diets different. And any, all that stuff, and it's any vehicle for getting your voice out there means that people with a voice that is unhealthy can get their voice out there too. Yeah. So there were loads of websites, and there still are loads of websites that are inspiration. Fucking. And they're like photos of of people who are, who are ill as, as yeah. goals. Hashtag goals. So, yeah, I agree that there is a responsibility to talk about food as fun rather than yeah. reward and punishment. But this is it, and I think I do take so much joy from food, and I don't ever want to lose that. I think, actually, this conversation has made me decide I don't want a machine, even if it means I have to be of imperfect health. The other problem is they got that machine is we'd live forever. Oh God! We don't want that. No, I don't want to live forever. Especially no. it's because I've drunk and t- tried drugs and things. Don't listen, Mary. It's my mother-in-law. Um, my own mum doesn't listen to this, but my mother-in-law listens to everything oh. I do because she's so lovely. Seriously, if my mum ever learns how to download a podcast, I'm in trouble. <laughs> You're lovely about your mum. I also tell a uh, story. She's, I mean, she's a lovely Did, idiot. did you already her. know you sniff poppers off grass? No, she didn't no. know that. <laughs> Sorry, Anne. My mum once, once phoned me about my brother is 11 years younger than me and she phoned me worried about him at university because he'd had some pro plus before an essay and she thought it was a gateway drug to heroin. <laughs> Say scrum diddly umptious. No! And then you can be in my podcast. You were saying you didn't have loads of wedge when you were growing up, loads of money. Um, so, do you? What's the most budget thing you've ever made, or is there any like hot tips on a budget? Um, okay. So I used to make a thing called student pizza. Nice. This is like a higher budget than what I will reveal as my budget budget. Okay. But it's. A slice of bread, mm. toast it for a bit, mm. butter if you've got any, but then some tin tomatoes and then sprinkle it with cheese, put it all under the grill. Magic. And it's, it's delicious. Pizza but toast. Pizza toast, yeah, yeah. student pizza. Um, nice. But budget, budget, uh, just brown sauce sandwiches. Nice. Horseradish sauce sandwiches. Horseradish sandwiches. Yeah. Any um, butter if you've got it. If I you've assume. got it, yeah. But if but not, it's have you done that, just, make it? Yeah. As in, like, just not fuck me. <laughs> Crikey, this has taken a turn. I mean, what I meant is, have you ever had just horseradish in a sandwich? Sorry, I just had an image of, you know, that there are these restaurants, I'm sure they do exist, where there's just a naked lady with food on and they go and eat on. Imagine it's just me with a bit of horseradish. <laughs> Slice of bread on each knee. <laughs> I love it that of all the body parts naked that you'd cover for the diner, it would be each knee. Fucking muffs and nip out. <laughs> oh, don't well, bit of knee is a step too far. Yeah. We oh, don't want you to get, you get horseradish. You don't want horse in your lady death. Jesus. No. Make no. Um, but just budget. I, tomorrow's just out of the tin. Yeah. Because I feel like there's vitamins and there's at least a little bit of something. I feel like there's a little bit... Tomatoes out the tin as well. There's a slap round the face in that, in a nice way. There's there's so much acid there that it's a little bit of a... a, Yeah, wake up. Come on. Come on. It's like a tequila shot. 
of the food world. Yeah. Just cold spooned chopped tomatoes. Yeah. Just cold stuff out of tin. So you as hate well. ketchup. I hate ketchup. But would you? But you like tin tomatoes. I do love tin tomatoes. Would you eat a raw tomato? I love a tomato. So you love every other form of tomato except so, in a ketchup form or soup or bean oh, juice. I don't like tomato. Oh God! So is it the addition of a ton of salt and a bit of vinegar? That, I That's mean, that weird. is what those things are. I don't know. I just I think. It, the, for me, the ketchup thing is actually less about the product than what it does to the lid of the bottle when it gets all congealed. Oh. oh my god, actually, just your description there. You, you, oh, git, it's, git, it's horrific. Git. It's like the tail you end git. of a period. You boxed. What did you bock? A boked. You boked. Yeah, and git. It's like the tail end of a period. <laughs> the surprise No bit. one is ever. <laughs> licking the inside lid of a ketchup bottle ever again I'm going to be sick sorry sorry sorry. Um, and tomato soup do you know what it is it's kids fault because babies with soup round their face can can do one mate they need to jog on a beard yeah when they have that like orange they look like tiny evil clowns (laughs) what's more disgusting to you an orange bearded child or one like my child where it's a solid probably like inch deep moustache of bogeys at all times no I'm, I'm, I have a cat and he is lovely <laughs> and I like kids uh, when there's someone else you can give them back but yeah kids with food and stuff on their face makes me a bit gippy they are gross it is gross yeah I understand I was probably exactly the same I wasn't like certainly wasn't pristine as a kid I ate sand and mud and all the things you're supposed to some kids are more into that than others though my friend Sally, her little girl Ellie, we'd had to leave. No, I don't think we had to leave a beach, but maybe we had to move or something. When she was six months old, she was just spooning it in. <laughs> like you would ice cream. Just great fist loads of sand going in. <laughs> Heaven she was in. And now, when you have a picnic near sand and you get one grain of sand in the sandwich and you, you do that crunch and you're like, I'm done, at the stage done. where I'm like, is it sand or is it my teeth? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of tooth going. It's not worth the panic. Not worth the panic. I couldn't agree more. Have you got a favourite nationality of food? I really love Italian food. I love Ooh. pasta and pizza. I really do love that, but it does not love me. IBS. IBS. Pasta is like, no... You said we'd come back to that, and I feel like we've hardly touched upon your idea. Oh my God, it's been the first day in a long time. Really? It's not um, It's a very complicated one, isn't it? There are, have you ever used any of the IBS apps? There are apps. There are apps. I only know this because Felicity Ward's just done a Radio 4 series and I did the voice of her IBS. I, I keep my IBS, IBS app. Um, where they like tracks. I mean, the apps sound crap. Right, okay. It's all tra- stool tracker it has on it. Stool tracker? Where you have to describe your terms. It sounds like a detective. <laughs> <laughs> stool tracker. Uh, no, I... I kind of decided basically there are ways of dealing with it that yeah. make it easier to deal with mine was stress related when I got it and now it just reacts to any sort of stress even if that's excitement you know yeah, yeah, just yeah. basically it's it's there and I could cut out all of the things I love and be miserable and my tummy would be less explosive or I could just deal with it and just know that when I'm excited about something I'm going to have to get up a bit earlier <laughs> and literally sort that shit out yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's just what I have to do. My well, mate got married. Really my full disclosure. Full disclosure. 
full disclosure. I got married uh, earlier in the year and I was bridesmaid and it was beautiful. But I had to get up at half six because I knew because I'd be excited and nervous for her. Yeah. That I would want the toilet and there were going to be six women getting ready. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. That's my it was fun. It depends it on the six fun. women, actually. Yeah, I'd it say was I've got really two fun. groups of six women, and I'd have to hands up, be like, "Guys, see you in 20. Okay, right. Yeah, taking a book. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but they were fine with it. And then I nipped to the co-op to get breakfast stuff for everyone, and that's when the rumbling started. And I have. I mean, it's good. It gives me at least a five-second warning. There's no warning there whatsoever, but I feel it, and I'm like, right, and I'm like. And I got back and I was like, I, I can't shit myself on Karen's wedding in the co-op. That'd be awful. Mickey, why are you crying all the photos? <laughs> what colour was your dress? Pale pink, mate. <laughs> Karen, ignoring my request to be, to be bridesmaid in a brown dress. <laughs> God, I haven't laughed this much for a while. No offence, Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> you don't want to have full disclosure on someone else's wedding day, no, do you? No, you don't. You don't. Um, first time I ever did an hour at Edinburgh, um, the day of the first ever show, I went to um, went for a swim because I thought, I just knew I was so nervous. Yeah. Um, and walked around a bit. Hard, couldn't barely eat, and that is, I need to be extremely nervous to not be hungry. Um, and then that afternoon, I think my show was at six or seven. But that afternoon, I shot myself for the first time ever as an adult. Terrific, isn't it? Flat. I was walking from my bedroom to the lounge, which had a lot of comedians in that I was sharing a flat with. Yeah. Pasco was in there. Josie was in there. And I thought it was. Fun. And I walked, just diverted straight to the shower, right? It's all fine. But I just thought, thank God no one ever needs to know that. And I've just told, not just now, I ever sit from yeah. that evening onwards, I've told everyone I've ever met, I think. Um, I don't know why, I think there's also, it's just really good to hear about when grown up shit happens. Yeah, I think it probably happens more than we openly talk about. Oh, yeah. it's, well, it's taboo, I think, again, isn't it? it's quite gendered. Yeah. Um, I think it's relatively free. Oh, I mean, in my life, I've got lots of women who are happy to talk about shit themselves. Yeah. But it, in a, as a rule, as a society, one of the things where women are socialised to pretend that we don't shit. We don't even poo. No poos for us. <laughs> I basically just discharge a pellet once a month. <laughs> All my waste. <laughs> I shot myself on a date once. <sighs> And it was booze is really bad as well. It's really because it's all the sugar. Yeah, but it was literally the first drink, and I've been nervous about this day. Um, And I just thought, right, and I've been going the loo and like coming back, and it was fine going the loo. And I just thought I need to go. And we're mid conversation, and I foolishly let him finish his sentence. (gasps) And it was it was breaking point. It was breaking point. And I got to the loo, and on the way to the loo, I just thought, well, I've not made this. Full disclosure. <laughs> Dripping. Every, it was awful. It was horrific. It was, it was a war zone, right? <laughs> so I mop up best I can. <laughs> and I think I've not even brought my phone with me. I've just gone the loose. Oh, I'm like no. just sat in this pub 
Oh. My jeans are destroyed. Oh no! Uh, and they're just like, what am I going to do? What did you do? So I cleaned up best I could, and then I took my jumper off and tied it around my waist. Yeah. And I wasn't even wearing like a top. I just had a vest underneath, like a proper vest. I'm northern. Um, just my vest underneath, yeah. tied it around, and I walked up to him and I grabbed my coat and put it on, grabbed my bag, and it was a pub round the corner from my house, luckily. And I just went, I'm so sorry, I'm not very well. I'll be back in ten minutes. Yeah. Oh no, and then left. I said, I'm sorry, I'll be back in a minute, and then left. And I walked out of the pub and texted him, I went, I'm not very well, I'll be back in ten minutes. Yeah. And he's texting me going, what, what's happening? What's happening? Date four this is, I don't know in particular. Oh, God. So I go, jump in the shower, clean everything up. Luckily, it was, <laughs> it was the last of that disclosure, and got d- redressed, went back to the pub. And um, of course, what else could I do? I didn't tell him yeah. what had happened. Yeah. I said why I was poorly and I was like look I've got this thing it's not very sexy chair yeah. <laughs> but I feel you need to know why I just abandoned you in yeah. a, a Yorkshire pub Yeah. and he was very cool about it but it was awkward for about five minutes after that five minutes is nothing and then it was fine is that the guy you're with now? yeah oh <laughs> oh I love you know it. it's a full story I gave him full oh. disclosure about my full disclosure oh if he listens to this it's like Jane Austen is it? <laughs> Fourth dates. <laughs> yeah. There's a series someone should make. Fourth dates where the real shit happens. Literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. I'm my time. A panel of four of the most brilliant women in the universe, a scientist, a politician, a detective and a clown, are in a secret shed discussing a cure for racism. There's a shard of frozen turds from a plane descending on them, unbeknownst to them, and it will kill them all. Not only will racism survive, but can you imagine being shat to death? Yes. <laughs> Anyway, the only is way the to question? Nope. Yes, I can. Anyway, the only way to stop it is if you, yes, it has to be you, do three hours of rooftop spinning in a heat wave. Just the thought of that makes me feel sick and aroused all at once. But you do it. Woo! You're a hero. Go me. Go me. You're I allowed to shower wherever it takes to feel like normal and human again. And then your reward is the feast of your dreams. Uh, These things, be all the answers to this question don't have to be real or possible you can go back in time people don't have to be alive people don't have to be someone you'd ever know in reality but uh, and the same with the foods they can be entirely imaginary if you want or something real from memory whatever but I want to know what you're eating what you're drinking but also where and who with okay that's a good question it's a tough question but I think I was very close to my grandma growing up because my mum was a single mum and my auntie was also a, 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 a mum who was struggling spent a lot of time with my elder cousin or I'm the elder but like us two are the oldest and we're like sisters so got very close to my grandma so it would be at my grandma's sadly she's no longer with us and so it would be at my grandma's old council flat in Clayton just because that is a real warm place for me when I think of it but I'd want all my like family and by that I also mean my friends who are family yeah. there too and it would be a Lancashire hot pot we'd have comfort food Lancashire hot pot good bread that's still warm from the bakery good bread thick with butter mm. and a Lancashire hot pot and what's in a Lancashire hot pot? 
So you can have lamb or beef. It's right. technically supposed to be lamb, but we like a beef one. Yeah. And with in, instead of like mashed potato, you have very thinly sliced potatoes on the top. Lovely. To get all crispy. Oh, yes. And you have chunky root veg in there. Oh, there's some root veg in there, like loads of gravy. Stuff. Yeah, and you can dip the bread in. So when you're done, you dip your bread in. Oh. And yeah, just... No. What would you drink with that? I want a Ribena with it. I'm sorry, I know that's really boring, but I basically it, keep mate. that company in business. Do you like hot Ribena? I do love hot Ribena. Hot that's Ribena on an autumnal day after a big walk, oh, kicking oh, leaves. Oh, oh. Little tip for you. Slice of lemon in it. Hello. Well, then surely that's quite healthy then as well. Because <laughs> it's got a slice of lemon in it. Yeah, counteracts the sugar. I like hot Ribena if I've got a cold. Yeah. Oh, my mum when we had a bit cold. I think this is budget. She used to touch, she'd boil lemonade. Horrific. <laughs> boil lemonade with our cure because she couldn't afford medicine. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Boiled lemonade. Yeah, it's repulsive. Flat and hot. <laughs> Just on its own. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Shit. Yeah. How funny is that Wizkid Mickey Noonan? Thanks, Mickey. Our mums, let alone her boyfriend, are going to have a field day listening to that one. Mickey is funny and brilliant on Twitter, where she's at Mixter Noonan, M-I-C-K-S-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-N. And more importantly, she's one of the masters in brains over at Standard Issue, the original magazine and now podzine antidote to the bore fest that's usually put out for women. They chat the big stuff with hugely talented and interesting women like Sally Phillips and Dawn French and loads of other mind-blowing heroes. If you haven't already had a listen to that one, I implore you, head over now to acast.com forward slash Standard Issue podcast. And they're on all the socials as at Standard Issue UK. Follow this podcast if you don't already. It's at The Hoovering Pod on Insta and Twitter. And there's a Facebook page. Rate, review and subscribe, please. Five stars, please. Apparently, all the reviews so far are five stars. Thank you. Apart from one three-star review. And where they're meant to write their review, it just says test. Dicks. Counter that, please, with more five stars. Come to the first ever live show. It's lunchtime on the 6th of October at the Union Theatre in the University at Manchester. Go to manchesterpodcastfestival.com. And if you're in London, come to my Honours Club New Material Nights in Camden. Giant, brilliant comedians and me all working up our new material for three quid in advance or a fiver on the door. But it's usually sold out quite fast, so do the three quid in advance. I'm on all the socials at Jessica Fosterkew and you can email me through my website, jessicafosterkew.com. And one last shout out to my patrons and extra thank you to you. You are my life. Hoovering's produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.